You're listening to Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, Melissa Gonzalez. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, your host, Melissa Gonzalez. Today, we have Christian Flockmeyer joining us from Scandit. Christian is the CTO, VP of Product, and co-founder of Scandit. In that role, he is responsible for Scandit's product strategy and roadmap and is the technical lead behind Scandit's patented barcode scanner technology. Before Scandit, Christian was the associate director of Auto ID Lab at MIT and a member of the MIT research team that developed the RFID technology, which is used today in major supply chains. Christian, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Melissa. Before we kick off, let's tell the audience a little bit more about Scandit from your lens. Yeah. Um, Scandit, at Scandit, we provide computer vision solutions for enterprise edge applications. Um, and that includes, for example, backward scanning on smartphones, where we today run our software in on hundreds of millions of different devices from scan and go applications in consumers' hands, um, in, at retailers that do curbside pickup and do in-store picking, and delivery applications for proof delivery, um, where our customers are really looking for an enterprise-grade, highly robust solution, uh, and not on, on dedicated backward scanners as you know have been used in the past, but on actual smartphones. And this can be a BYD scenario or you know, personally owned, you know, company-owned device. Um, we also provide not just barcode scanning solutions, but you know, from text recognition, ID scanning capabilities for age verification, for loyalty card sign-ups, um, augmented reality solution, and, and what we call metric scan, where we're really trying to change um, you know, how some of those data capture processes are done to, to make the life of the employee a little easier, a little less tedious, and help you know, customers um, make their in-store processes more efficient um, and, and scalable. All of that around you know, computer vision, for smart devices and you know the smart device in the larger majority of cases it's it's a smartphone or a tablet um, but it's you know we increasingly often also you know drones flying through warehouses um, robots driving through supermarkets and capturing the, the state of the aisle or um, you know digital eyewear such as you know um, um, augmented glasses that allow you to capture the real world and can you give us a little background why is it that you started the company so you know we we've been we've been sort of as co-founders we, we have been very involved in, in RFID right and and what we sort of looked at as the next generation data capture at the time right and and really what we looked at you know was the replacement of the barcode and I think that was you know that was a big theme in the 2000s around that theme and 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 we realized that in some way the barcode was everywhere um, and um, you know RFID was struggling from an adoption perspective and and we saw the smartphone. And not only did you have backwards everywhere, but now with the smartphone and, 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 and the cameras built into it, we kind of figured, well, th there would be backward readers everywhere, right? And, and this from in consumer applications and enterprise applications. And, and, and we sort of, you know, with that, we kind of felt like, well, there's huge economies of scale on, on, on the hardware. Um, and we kind of figured, well, you also need like the, the software component to it that does you know, sort of backward scanning, text recognition, or many of the other processes that we support today on the phone. Um, and and we did some early tests on this and we realized, well, actually backward scanning on a smartphone doesn't work very well unless you actually take a, um, um, you know, like we have, you have, we have low resolution images at the time, you didn't have autofocus cameras. And so we were kind of forced at the time to apply a machine learning approach to actually 
build enterprise-grade backward-scanning solution on smartphones. Um, you know, so we, we built algorithms to build out of, a, out, of a, out of a blurry image, a sharp image that we could decode or backward decode, um, out of a low-resolution image, a high-resolution image so we could decode, a low-contrast image, a high-contrast image. And, and so we actually, we, you know, today, machine learning and AI is such a buzz topic. And, and almost every startup sort of writes AI on their, on their, on their web page. Um, on our end, it was, it was literally the opposite. Like without machine learning and sort of machine learning on the device, we couldn't actually provide the performance that 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 that, that was required by our customers. And so very early on, we, we started building machine learning and computer vision solutions for smartphones um, to 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 bring you know reliable data capture, whether this is you know text recognition, backward scanning to smartphones. And since founding the company. How has your vision evolved? Um, how is, is Scandit blending the physical and digital worlds using computer vision? So, you know, when we started off, we were really very much focused on the consumer, right? In the sense that, you know, typical, you know, I, I could say sort of innovator's dilemma. We, we were building a solution for a market that didn't exist at the time, right? Which were consumer data capture applications where, you know, you, you know if, 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 if you were, you know, a consumer that wanted to go and find out about, you know, um, um, allergies or ingredients in a product, you would not carry a backward scanner around with you. I mean, no one would ever think that, right? And so we, we provide a solution that was focused on providing, you know, decent performance for a smartphone. Um, it, it, and in the early stages, our capability didn't really match the performance and needs of employees, store associates that are, you know, used to, you know, very high, um, high volume scanning with almost no latency. And over time, we spent a lot of focus of actually getting our solution to that space so that you can actually, you know, in, 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 in the same time, in the same reliability, the same robustness, scan backwards in a proof delivery application as a driver, as a, you know, picking in a in, in, in store or in a warehouse. Um, and so our, our solution really evolved from something that was initially really very much consumer focused to something that 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 really helps this you know the, the store associate or you know the professional to do their job. Um, we also expanded from from you know just bringing that reliable data capture backward scanning to the smartphone and the employee. We expanded to provide additional capabilities, and and one of them is 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 really what you mentioned that sort of you know how can we blend the physical and digital world? And, and it's kind of when you think about this, it's a little crazy, right? Like 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 when you look at the backward scanners early on, those data capture devices, they were really the true first true mobile devices, right? Way before we had smartphones, you had mobile data capture devices. Um, but and 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 while they were truly innovative, maybe in sort of early eighties. The, really, the interaction hasn't changed, right? I still, I press a button, I aim at a, at a, you know, as a store associate, I aim at a barcode, I scan one barcode, and then I see some inventory records being pulled from my, from my um, store information systems. Um, and at Scanner, we kind of feel like, well, we can change that. I can, I can, I'm rather than scanning one barcode at a time when I'm doing, you know, inventory accounts or I'm receiving goods, I can actually scan 10, 20 barcodes at the same time. Um, I can superimpose the virtual world on top of them. So I can, you know, as, as, as an store associate, I, I immediately see, um, you know, the, 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 the sales numbers when I point my phone at the, at the, at the shelf. I, I can superimpose my sales numbers. I can super, superimpose virtual um, 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 inventory accounts on my 
camera view of the retail store, right? So I look at a particular aisle section, uh, we'll scan 10, 20 barcodes, and then for each shelf label that we're seeing, we superimpose additional information. And, and really, you know, in some way, bridging that gap in the physical and virtual world that today in many different process code creates so much friction, right? Like, like if you think also from a consumer perspective, I, in, in the e-commerce world, I, if, if I'm vegan, I click one button and all the non-vegan products disappeared, right? And, and we're trying to bring that e-commerce experience into the store where I'm holding up my phone with the camera lens and sort of all the items that are not vegan get sort of, high, you sort of almost grayed out and all the items that are vegan actually are shown. So really trying to change that, that, that in-store experience that, that is really not as convenient as the e-commerce experience from a, from, a, from, a, from an information perspective. And so there's there's conversation, I believe you guys have it on, on your blog as well, about BYOD, bring your own device. Uh, and you're really seeing consumers kind of using their phones as a remote control. How do you see changing behaviors due to COVID accelerating the adoption for in-store technology integration? Yeah, and I think that's a good point. Like, like when we really look at this, like, 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 I mean, COVID has caused some crazy changes in 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 uh, for for the retail world, right? And 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 really, the 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 key thing is health. Well, you know, I wouldn't say like 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 retailers were not concerned about their their health of their store associates and the, and their consumers beforehand, but it just it wasn't it wasn't that much of a of a of a of a, of a prime concern, right? With COVID, that totally changed, and and this whole notion of of keeping your employees safe, keeping you know customers want to stay safe. Um, and the notion of contactless shopping, we've seen a couple of things. We've seen that sort of scan and go as a concept where, you know, as, 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 as a consumer, I, you know, scan my own items, I put them in my bag, um, I pay with my mobile phone, I scan with my mobile phone, I walk out, has seen crazy increases in adoption. We've got, you know, for example, in, in, in Denmark, there's, a, you know, one of our customers called Coop, um, or Coop, um, no matter how you want to pronounce it, they they they've seen increases in transaction close to 100 percent in in a couple of weeks right so think about that right like adoption we normally talk about like anything in sort of low two digits seems seems high to see an ad increase in adoption of of 100 percent is 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 really significant right um and 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 we think that these are changes that are, that remain because they derive customer behavior changes right so you're doing that for a couple of weeks you you see the benefits of it you're not going to go back to to what it was beforehand so we've seen in scan and go we've seen a real big uptick in this we've seen of course a huge uptick in in sort of either click and collect curbside pickup or home delivery right whether this is through instacart ship to like services um, where, where you know you have shoppers doing the shopping for um, for for folks that you know maybe from a from a from a um, personal background you know you know are, are definitely at risk of COVID and, and should rather stay home. Um, um, the whole idea of, of of curbside pickup we've seen really really big increases and not just in 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 in, in vertical well sort of sub verticals such as groceries but actually in fashion. In, in other um, verticals that previously weren't associated with curbside pickup at all, right? You know, it's that interesting that you speak about BOPES and curbside um, and these other aspects, which really lean into efficiency, right, and those quick serve metrics. And so, you know, I think a lot of people underestimate all the costs that go into that and how you have to scale up staff. And so how does 
technology from Scandit, you know, we've talked a lot about the B2C side, but from a B2B perspective, how does Scandit take the cost out of operational needs? I think, you know, when you look at sort of, you know, the, 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 the I think a really interesting example is like the, you know, Instacart or Shipt, right? Who, who, I don't know the exact numbers, but you know, they are in the press. Um, you know, we're, we're, within a couple of weeks, they've added, you know, hundreds of thousands of additional workers, right? We, we, in some ways, it's crazy when you think about this, right? Like, like, how can you scale a business where you bring on hundreds of thousands of additional workers in weeks? That's crazy. Right. If you think about this, right, like, you know, for other business, they would say, like, are you, are you, like, even in a year's time, that is crazy. Right. But you bring on 100,000 additional workers. So the only way you can go and do this is, is and especially in COVID times, right, where you can't do training, where you can't do like, like get people in, a, in an auditorium or classrooms to actually, you know, train them. So so a couple of things here. BYD played a huge role, right? So if you need to go and buy and purchase devices and hand them out to your new employees, I mean, clearly that's not going to go and work in, in, in such a scenario, right? Um, and so, um, you know, at, at Scanit, we provide the, the, the scanning engine, barcode scanning engine we provide really runs, you know, we support, I think, close to, you know, 20,000 different Android and iOS device models um, with really high scanning performance. So we guarantee to our customers, you can actually, you know, you, you, you know, a, a, a new employee can come in or a contractor can come in and we guarantee you that it works on the device that he brings to work. Um, so, so our customers don't need to go and worry about this. And then, of course, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the teams at Instacart and Shipt have done a really good job with the apps, right? The entire onboarding process is app-based, right? The instructions, the training, um, very intuitive, a really good user experience. That's really the only way how we can scale something like that in such a time frame. Right, and it's so important to have these efficiencies, right, and, and be able to scale down costs because there's a lot that's being leaned into with ship from store and, 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 and more innovative ways of thinking about fulfillment, um, but they add to the cost of the company in addition to the additional safety measures that everybody has to take. And a lot of those costs are being passed on to consumers. So it, it's nice to have this option where a technology like yours is helping take down the cost due to these operational efficiencies that are needed. How long does it take for you to get a store up and running and not only up and running, but also optimized? So, you know, when you look at like the, 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 you know, at Scanit, we, we, we don't provide the app as such, right? Sort of, we provide what, what we call sort of the, the computer vision module that goes into a, a store app or, you know, a scan and go app. Um, so, so the integration of our technology literally is, is you know, a matter of, of hours, maybe days, if you want to go and optimize it, right? The, the development of such an, such an app and app experience is, is, I'd say, you know, look, more involved. We've seen... You know, we, we, we had an Italian retailer that we work with that, you know, at the height of the crisis, um, wanted to do um, BOPIS, right? Or, or actually install fulfillment and delivery with volunteers. And they rolled out a solution um, within, I think, I think three weeks or four weeks to go from <laughs> no technology uh, n to, to an app that's running on employees' devices um, that does you know, that facilitates the, 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 the order fulfillment process in the stores, um, payment process, and then um, I think it was, it, it was for pickup by volunteers that would drop it off home to, to elderly Italian citizens. Um, and, 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 you know, 
honestly, like that was that, that was definitely you know sort of a, um, a a very smart you know and very fast integration and rollout. But you know, app technology has come a long way, so it really depends on 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 a little bit also of, of what additional infrastructure you have. For example, if you want to go and deploy Scan and Go, and you have you know an, 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 a centralized um, you know virtual pass with with prices up to date, and all your products are literally in there. That is a whole different story. If you that is available to roll something out, then if you are you know a retailer that has many different franchisees that all might have their own local products, um, and you don't man manage a you know a central point of sale system, if you under those conditions want to roll, roll out a, a BOPA solution, it's it's much more involved, of course, right? And, and 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 but it's not something that we typically involve, and that's something where we work with partners or the or the, you know the, the retailers IT takes care of those challenges. Well, you guys have a number of impressive. Uh, cl clients, right, and, and very large scale. Are there a couple of retail use cases or success story examples that you could share with us? Yeah, this is always a little difficult. We, we actually have some, some some really really large brand names, but it's always difficult to go and talk about those. But I think the ones I can mention is is you know Seven Eleven, you know, deploying Scan and Go um, 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 from a from a from a US perspective. Um, you know, I mentioned Coop Denmark already that 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 have been at the front. Um, we we power um, Maxima just just recently, actually, you know, rolling out you know very successful rollout of Scan and Go in the in the Baltics um, on on the Scan and Go side. So we're seeing a lot of adoption there. Um, and then on the on the sort of Bopis um, curbside um, Instacart, you know, as as you know. Um, a very lot, and you see, like with, with someone like Instacart, you can see that it's all about efficiency, right? That needs to go and work. It's not really a consumer application because the shoppers are professionals. Um, so, so across, you know, typical BYD case that that we power today, um, ship the same thing. Um, you know, in that space where we're really, really strong. Um, we do power a whole range of, of US retailers um, on Bopers um, and, and, and self-scanning. I just can't talk about those. So in addition to Instacart. And, Understood. And you can't get into the specifics of, of some of the clients. But how about this? Um, what is the formula success, right? What, what are the top three things that it takes to make a deployment successful? It, honestly, it depends a little bit on the, on, the, on the kind of application. If you talk about scan and go, the, the crucial thing, you know, like you need to go and have, from our perspective, you need to go and have the technology that meets user experience, right? Because if you have something like, like scan and go and, 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 and the user is not going to go and try your app 10 times and, and eventually you arrive at a good user experience, right? This is very simple. You, you know, customer tries it once, he wants to be amazed. If things don't work, you know, I don't know, backwards don't scan, doesn't work on that device, um, prices are not in the database, you probably have one, you know, you have one shot at it. If you don't provide that, that customer is gone, right? And, and, and so, Having the technology in place that ticks all those boxes from our perspective, and we see look at successful deployments is crucial there. Um, the the and even in consumer applications, it's super important to 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 not forget your employees, right? Like the the successful scan and go scenarios we've seen is if the store employees <laughs> are not on board, you're not going to be successful with scan and go. They, if they perceive this as a threat, if they're not part of this, and that's something that's really interesting with COVID right now is, is you know, scan and go, your employees will love it because they're not stuck at the cashier where they're exposed to, you know, everyone touched those, those items and they touch them again. But um, bringing the employees into those consumer applications is absolutely crucial, right? And then 
and then of course you know in an internal team that is focused on on those different interested um, disciplines right it product marketing you really need to bring those together otherwise in, in a consumer facing application like scan and go it's very difficult to be successful absolutely i think you bring up some great points and you know a, a lot of people underestimate the importance of training employees but it's so crucial and it's crucial that they not only understand how to use the technology but that they understand the technology and how it's improving the customer experience because I think that makes them more invested in and being sure that it's as fluid as possible for consumers as they're interacting with that technology. So what does the future hold, right? We've talked about, I mean, a lot of uh, plans for technology integration that's was on the roadmap for four years down the road is being implemented today, much quicker than anybody had ever expected and consumer adoption is is tracking at a similar rate. So what do you think the future looks like in the next couple of years for, for Scandit? So we, 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 I'm going to tell you, like when, when, in the past, when we talked about augmented reality, we always thought like, oh, augmented reality, that's such a buzzword and it never generates real value, right? In the sense that, that, that you know, there's always the, the, I don't know, the magazine ad where you can scan a code or just a picture and then you get some sort of three-dimensional monster jumping at you and you do that once, but you never do it again because it's just not, it doesn't create sustainable value, right? We do think that when, when we sort of, at, at, at right now we're trialing true sort of in-store augmented reality scenarios where I can leverage my phone as the lens to navigate myself in the store to, to see additional, um, you know, product attributes, promotions. And it really helps the retailer on the one hand to, to provide that sort of user fragmentation that you're used to on the e-commerce site, right? You can, you know, to the savvy shopper, to the savvy shopper, you can provide like all sorts of pricing and, and, and information to the to the to the shopper that just wants to rush in and rush out. You can provide some navigation and 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 what's the fastest way to a product. So we really see augmented reality in the store to to um, to really change the, the 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 store experience. That's probably one. And then the other is really when you you know as 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 things like Bopis and 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 with the in-store order fulfillment get 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 even more and more prevalent the accurate inventory management in in a grocery store gets really really important because if you don't know what your inventory on that shelf is you it actually gets very difficult to do order fulfillment right so 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 inventory management for all these different purposes is going to get more and more important um and 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 with that you know gap scanning um you know you know how can you optimize um and in some way automate the, the replenishment process, right? Like from your back room, knowing what's in your back room um, and not knowing that just with, with, with a user scan, <laughs> scanning or ticking things off on a, on, a, on a piece of paper, but really making these processes more efficient. Because if you don't, you know, you've seen that right now. Right now, you know, in COVID times, as BOPIS scales, sort of everything is done with maximum manpower in some way. But as you said, you need to start looking at the operational cost of this and, and we'll see investments in technology to make these processes more efficient. Absolutely. I think that there's so many possibilities with where augmented reality and order fulfillment can go. So tell us, where where are you dialing in from today? So I'm calling from, from Zurich, Switzerland. Ugh, I love it. Last time I was in Switzerland, I was in Interlaken, very outdoorsy and beautiful. I went hang gliding and whitewater rafting. It was amazing. So we're all kind of stuck in this work from home life, um, especially here in the US, but we will be able to travel again. So what would be the top, you know, two or three things that people need to add to their must see, must do list the next time they go? Go to Switzerland. 
So, um, and of course, it depends very much on the season that you come in. Um, I, 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 my favorite place is just Zermatt. You know, the, the Matterhorn and, you know, that, 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 that iconic mountain, I think it's just like, if you get to go there on this nice sunny day, it's just, it just, it's just fantastic. Just from a, from an Alpine, um, you know, mountain scenery. Um, and then I'd say that, you know, so Zermatt is definitely, you know, a, 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 a visit. And then, you know, like the, 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 there's many, many, many sort of just as a contrast to the mountains, the, the you know, Lucerne or, or, or Zurich as, as very picturesque cities, um, you know, with a lake or like a river, um, are probably a nice counterway to the, to the mountains of, of Zermatt. That's great. That's great. I love it. Well, my my list is quickly growing, as you could imagine. Um, but I have a lot of places to go to when 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 the world opens up again. Uh, that those were great insights to share with us. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I think this is really insightful around the possibilities of computer vision. Um, and thinking about changing behaviors and how technology like Scandit not only enhances the consumer experience, um, but also the efficiencies on the back end and really is a conduit to blending the physical and digital world. Thanks again for being with us, everybody. This is another episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast. And this was Christian Flockmeyer, CTO, VP of product and co-founder of Scandit. Until next time.